Hey everyone, I'm Kim and welcome to episode 17 of Tranquil Dreams Podcast. We're kind of continuing on with the weekly What's Up recap for 2021 as we look at week 24. Reading is finally back, uh, kind of. <laughs> I'll explain a little bit more when uh, we get to it right after this. Um, and everything else is pretty much uh, back to normal in that sense. Hopefully I'll be able to keep this up. And all four sections will be back in action for reading, playing, watching, and binging. Uh, now, let's start right away, and we're going to look at reading. Um, very much thanks to what's going to come up in watching, <laughs> I decided to go look up um, what I owned of Amy Tan. Um, and I started reading, uh, basically got through the first chapter of The Valley of Amazement. Um, the Valley of Amazement is about two women's intertwined fates uh, and their search for identity. Uh, this is according to Goodreads. <laughs> I've only read a chapter, I don't know that many things <laughs> about it. Uh, I haven't really gotten to the other woman's story yet, I'm still in the first one in the first chapter. Uh, but I mean, I'm slowly getting back into reading, like I said, it's only been chapter one so there's not really too much to talk about in terms of the Valley of Amazement. Uh, but I did want to go revisit Amy Tan, uh, mostly because I had watched uh, her documentary. I'm going to talk about that when we get to the watching section. Uh, with that said, obviously, I'm hoping that, you know, reading is going to be a constant. I'm not sure if I'm going to keep reading Valley of Amazement yet. Uh, I haven't really made a ton of progress past um, this week <laughs> that we're talking about. Uh, but I did also get a new book um, that was also an adaptation that I watched uh, and um, I actually want to start that one first just because I wanted to kind of have a little bit of a comparison um, but yeah I mean reading is back I'm definitely gonna be finishing this one after probably um, I have a, a few books that I have lined up pretty much coming up that uh, I'm pretty much excited to get back into action I just have to charge up my Kindle and start getting back into my Kindle books and uh, get back to normal. Um, but yeah, uh, I started Amy Tan. I mean, if for those who are unfamiliar with Amy Tan, she had a really breakthrough novel called Joy Luck Club. Um, I personally really love the Joy Luck Club. Um, it's a book that I actually wanted to revisit at one point um, and review, um, as well as, well as re revisiting the, the movie as well, um, to see how I feel now that I've grown up a little bit more and maybe some of the stories might even mean even more uh, to me. Um, I mean, Joy Luck Club, the first time I read it, was a pretty uh, impactful sort of story, mostly because, you know, um, back in the 90s, the topic of multiculturalism and, um, you know, kind of these authentic novels of, of, of things that you can relate to as a little Chinese girl doesn't really show up too much. Um, so it, it was quite the eye-opening sort of reading experience when I was younger and um, I'm definitely hoping that I'll find some time to give this one a reread, uh, Joy Luck Club a reread, so that um, I can review it and check it out at one point. Um, and that pretty much wraps up reading. Like I said, it's I'm kind of getting back into the action of things. Uh, I'm gonna slowly get back in once I find something. Uh, Valley of Amazement I'm definitely gonna finish, but I also have something else that I kind of want to start more <laughs> at this point. But we'll talk about that when we get there. Uh, next up is playing. Um, much of playing was still Spiritfarer. Um, I, last week, I mean, the last episode, I talked about Spiritfarer. Um, it's a cozy management simulation game 
um, by Thunder Lotus Games, uh, which sees you as a uh, newly entered spirit farer whose main job is to ferry spirits to uh, their afterlife. And in the process, you need to build your boat, complete quests, um, collect resources, uh, maintain the happiness of the spirits that you pick up, and visit this open world map that you can uh, travel by boat from one place to the next. In between, there are little mini games, uh, which are also ways to collect resources, whether it's um, collecting ores off drag possessed dragons, or whether it's collecting lightning in a thunderstorm, um, or collecting little, um, I don't know what you call them, little bugs or something. <laughs> there, there's are a lot of different little things, even like these jellyfish areas where you pick them, pick up these little ones so that you can, um, get different, um, materials from them, resources to build certain different things as well as, um, farming little so that you can cook food and make different types of recipes. Uh, it's a really, really enchanting type of little game. It is quite time-consuming. There is a bit of grind in between um, certain quests and between some people and while you need to be build things and whatnot. But I think it's a really enjoyable little experience. Um, I have so much fun with it. I'm actually pretty into this game so far, and it's a game that I keep wanting to go back to. Um, and maybe even, you know, get to the very end where I'm able to collect all the spirits and really just finish the, the game, uh, completing the quest, expanding the boat to the max, expanding my ship to the max, um, building everything that I need to build, and maybe even trying to figure out all of the different um, meals that I can unlock. Uh, yeah, so th that's pretty much, I mean, Spiritfarer is one I definitely absolutely recommend. I think it's such a fun game, and it's so relaxing to play. Um, nothing really seems to be harmful in it, but it has like a lot of dialogue. It has really good backstory, especially when you're talking about um, releasing these spirits and completing their quest lines. And um, these spirits all have their own type of story, which uh, a lot of times is very, very, um, very uh, emotional, I guess. Um, sometimes some of them are pretty heartwarming as well. But it's all about bringing them to kind of have some type of peace and um, exit this world into afterlife. I'm sure there's still tons to discover from where I am right now. Uh, I'm like I'm not a management simulation game uh, gamer very often, so I'm, I'm not sure whether I'm approaching this in the right way. To me, I feel like I'm doing it in a pretty reasonable type of way, efficient, but. Maybe I'm not. <laughs> Who knows, right? But I mean, the the point of it is that I'm really enjoying it and uh, looking forward to, you know, trying to put more hours into this game uh, while obviously starting some new ones um, because I can't just sit around playing a 30-hour game and not check out something else um, in order to keep Game Warp somehow more alive. <laughs> Uh, with that said, that's really it for playing. Um, definitely highly recommend Spiritfarer. If you want something kind of light and fun and just very relaxing, I mean, Spiritfarer is a really great choice. Uh, moving on to watching. Uh, watching is an interesting uh, week in its own way. Uh, I didn't watch a whole lot of movies. I watched two movies. I feels like that's my general average right now for this year, which is pretty little. <laughs> um, it should increase over the summer uh, once hopefully things calm down a little bit uh, for my real life, uh, my real job. <laughs> um, so um, the first thing that I watched was Amy Tan, Un 
unintended memoir. Uh, anytime unintended memoir is pretty much based on um, one of the one of the books that she she wrote, I believe, and it focuses on kind of a look at um, the life and her work, uh, Amy Tan's life and work, um, whether it's um, from how she started to do to get into writing, um, her origins, and the things that happened that inspired her to write, and um, between that, she kind of has her own little story about her mother and the stories that she hears from her mothers and the little inspiration that she gets for um, the stories that she's written so far. Uh, and even her mindset and that very down-to-earth type of character that she has about how she views writing and being viewed as like a, a, a woman of influence, uh, an Asian of influence based on her Chinese culture and being able to um, cultivate to that area but without having all these like where are her limits and all those things um, I think in terms of the documentary there's a lot to really enjoy because it's not only a documentary it's also a biography uh, so you really get a sense of where she's at especially as they interview other um, other authors of, of uh, other authors and also other people in her family or um publishers or whatnot and it gives her um it really kind of gives you a light about the person that she is uh as an author and as a friend pretty much and the family background that she had that really brought this together i think one of the most fascinating things is um watching her talk about you know her relationship with her mother which was uh rather rocky and very um fluctuating at times but uh, the fact that as she bonded war with her mother and really heard more of her her mother's story that the this was where it was able to inspire to have these very uh, poignant stories that came out regarding um, w women both mother and daughter relationships especially or um, different generations of of uh, of the Chinese uh, of Chinese people in their different cultures and in their different environments. Uh, and to me, I think that that's very fascinating, but that has to do with the fact that I think that um, Joy Luck Club was such a big influence to me. Um, and for this, you know, I mean, it also kind of charts uh, the different phases of how she came to the different books that she wrote. Um, and I think it's a really fascinating type of little documentary because Amy Tan is, you know, she's she is somebody in the author world. And as she talks about this, you kind of get a light of um, not only where you get inspiration for writing, um, but also the little things that she's tried, but also a good sense of, you know, where all this comes from um, and her life and all that stuff. So it it kind of falls between a lot of different areas. But, but that's what makes it very interesting because, you know, it gives her such a colorful life to look back at. The next movie that I watch is Little Big Woman. Uh, Little Big Woman is a Taiwanese film. Uh, I believe it's a Netflix special, uh, Netflix film, uh, which talks about um, family members who are uh, dealing with the passing of their estranged father. Um, and between this is uh, how his wife and his three daughters are dealing with the situation as they're dealing with his funeral and um, the life that he has left behind. 
uh, and the things kind of filling in the spaces of his absence pretty much uh, what led to his absence uh, why is there a family split um, why are there different how do the daughters each view their father and especially even their mother in this case and pretty much it talks a lot it it dives really deep in kind of into that story and the and kind of the mystery of what happened with this family that kind of broke them apart um, everybody has their own little stance in this whole story and um, it is interesting because this is a Taiwanese film so a lot of Taiwanese film is in Mandarin but this one is in Minnan which is the uh, Taiwanese language pretty much uh, and I really enjoy that. It gives it a lot of uh, genuinity to it, authenticity. Um, at the same time, well, I don't understand the language, but it definitely felt very interesting to watch. Um, and, and it also shares a lot about kind of the culture of someone passing away and the religion, the different type of religions that come in and or uh, the traditions that you have as a family and how you're dealing with this whole situation. Um, I mean, overall, this is pretty much, in short, a family drama. So, basically, it's a story with a lot of women. <laughs> All of these women that are left behind embrace this death, and each of them having their different memories of this person has passed away. And as you see the mother look back at their youth and them separating and the different things that came to it, it all kind of comes together by the end, especially to a really great um, encounter as she pretty much is able to finally um, talk to the other woman <laughs> in her husband's life uh, during basically during the time that he's been absent. Uh, it is very slow paced. It's, um, it's a very kind of, it looks at a lot of reflection and letting go. And those are two themes I think that are really important, especially when you're talking about someone um, someone's passing. Uh, I th to me, that's why I think this hit me pretty hard in the sense that I thought this movie was quite good because they really portrayed that process of reflection and that process of loss and that process of letting go. Um, and all those factors are things I think that are very important um, when you're looking at a situation and wrapped up in this kind of family drama that they have that has basically been over many years and um, all the daughters have a different knowledge and as that this actually brings everyone in and then you start seeing the complexities of this family as well. So there's a lot to discover in this movie. I mean, I I think that Little Big Woman is a, is a pretty decent movie overall. It is It does take a little bit of patience because it is very slow. Um, there's no like frills or anything. It is downright very based on their narrative, based on the observations of these characters through their dialogues and their actions um, and their conversations with each other. And sometimes these movies are a little challenging to watch, but I think the end game of it was pretty worth it overall. Um, and that really mu pretty much wraps up uh, watching. Uh, which was, you know, a pretty short week, but both of these movies were pretty good. Um, I definitely, you know, suggest both of them. I Moving on is the last section, which is binging. Uh, binging has been um, pretty decent this week. Uh, I ended two series and then I started two series. Um, the first one that I finished is Love Crossed. 
um, which was one that I regarded highly the first time that I talked about it probably two episodes ago or so, two, three episodes ago. Um, Love Crossed is a story about uh, a, a different world from ours where um, a company has, an entertainment company has created four virtual idols who are supposed to portray the four different types of perfect um, perfect men, pretty much, in your uh, perfect boy, perfect man, I guess, whatever you call them. They're called the love boys. And you can buy, and women or different people can buy, or women or men, you, whoever, you know, needs a companion or whatever they're asking for, can buy a game, which is called love boys, and choose one of these four uh, boys <laughs> to be your companion whether it's for a relationship or for companionship or for friendship um, and they are triggered into augmented reality which means you actually feel like you're interacting with them um, or they're standing with you because of um, the glasses that you're wearing uh, whether it, later on it changes into contact lenses pretty much uh, and the key of the story is really there are two folds to this. On one side, two girls come into this equation and realize that these four are actually real people and try to pull them back into reality in order to take down this um, reveal to them and take down and uh, regain their freedom pretty much from this from this entertainment company who is trying to keep them under wraps and keep them as their virtual idols and keep their reputation that way to build their own technology. Um, but on the other hand, there's also this romance element of it because they have two, you kind of may pair up and they start having a relationship with each other as well. Um, and it grows into something where they all want to have a real life with these girls that they've met. Um, but I think another really important part of this is that it brings in a really good, uh, a really good message about reality versus um, something that is, you know, reality and, 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 and virtual reality, where it's something is based in real life and what is based in, um, what is based in, you know, a fake world, a fake realness. Uh, at the same time, it teaches you about a lot of the, it's a message about pretty much cherishing the things that you have. And what defines perfection might not be something that feels like um, there are no challenges anymore. Things are exactly as you want them to be all the time. There's no arguments. There's no nothing. Everything just goes the way that you want and, you know, they'll be able to sweet talk through everything. Um, what is, you know, a perfect romance? What is a perfect man? Is there even perfection pretty much, right? Is something too good to be true, is it, right? There's a lot of these different elements that come into play as you're watching Love Cross. And this is what makes it much more than it actually is. Um, it runs at around 36 episodes uh, where it might be a little long. I think in the middle it kind of drags a little bit um, for probably a few episodes. Um, but overall, I think the concept of it and the premise is very fresh. It's very new. And um, I mean, I'm going to do, there's going to be a TV binge going up for where I'm going to talk a little bit more in depth about everything. But 
Um, my main feeling about this is that I really do hope that they do a season two, especially the way that they ended season one. Um, was such a subtle little thing, but I feel that if you grasp that, there is a very high chance of this having a season two. Um, and I really, really hope that they will because this type of world, this type of um, story could really, really benefit from being expanded. And it's, 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 it's definitely one that I would really hope they do have that sort of, uh, that sort of uh, story. Uh, moving on from there, uh, I also finished another series, which is Moonlight. Uh, Moonlight is uh, a little bit harder to find because it's a Aichi series. Um, once it's finished, I think most of it is on VIP right now, so you might not be able to see it. But I mean, I still want to kind of talk about it because Moonlight is a series that I really enjoyed a lot. It's about, um, I had talked about it before, it's about um, a girl who recently graduates and decides to pursue her job as a publisher. Um, in a uh, pretty much a editor, a publisher, I don't remember what to call it, um, in, uh, in a publishing house that she's always wanted to be in, a very old school type of publishing house. And as she acquires two big artists, uh, authors under her, under her wings to promote their next two books, uh, one of them ends up, she ends up having um, a relationship with, uh, who isn't as, as he says, but um, definitely become someone she becomes very endeared to, especially when she realizes that he actually is um, the same personality as the same is is the same person that she's been talking to online. Uh, and in the process of this, you kind of learn a lot about kind of the renewal of the publishing uh, companies, the hurdles that they have, and that sort of different things. Obviously, this is a TV series, so. Um, a lot of it is dramatized, probably, <laughs> in some ways. Um, but the series itself is pretty good. Uh, whether it's you're talking about the uh, the main leads, uh, the main two being Esther Yu and Ryan Ding, which I personally really love. I think they did such a great job. They have such great chemistry together as well. Um, or even when you're talking about the uh, second, uh, second leads type of thing, where they're also a couple... You have um, you have Yin Yin Ma and Shida Yang, who are also really great in the roles that they do because they balance out kind of the two characters. These four characters together really kind of round out um, the characterization of everybody um, and really balances that tone really well, adding in a little bit of comedy, a little bit of bickering. Um, there's a lot of things that happen in the publishing house, which makes it very entertaining to watch. There's a lot of little things that happen and it's a really fun type of story. Even when you're talking about, um, kind of the more villainous type of characters, uh, I'm using that with air quotes because, um, there isn't really villains, but there are people who are trying to, you know, mess with the normal functioning of everything in order for their own benefit. And... Once you're looking at these people, they are actually, um, their characters are done so well and these actors are able to portray it so well that you actually feel this kind of hatred towards their character, uh, which is something that I really, really enjoyed. I think the whole process of it being so convincing uh, was so fun. Uh, and, you know, definitely one I would recommend, but like I said, it's not easy to find probably, but um, after that, uh, I finished, you know, I finished two and then I started, uh, I started another two. Uh, one of them is 
the first one is Flourish in Time, which is playing on Tencent. Uh, you can actually also check it out on the Wii TV uh, site or app, whichever works for you as well, or the Tencent app. Um, and you'll actually be able to catch a little faster episodes than uh, the, the YouTube Tencent channel. Uh, Flourish in Time is about childhood friends. Uh, who grew up together like brother and sister. So it's very similar to people who are familiar with Chinese series. This story has a lot of, um, it's almost a blend of go ahead and a love so beautiful. Um, basically the story is these two childhood friends um, due to the fact that, uh, due to the fact that an accident has caused um, uh, the boy to have lost half his leg he his uh, the 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 girls um, the girls' parents decided to take care of him in order to to make up for this accident. Um, as these two grow up together, they grow up as brothers and sisters. But um, between helping her with her homework and her protecting him from being bullied from his disability, the story really wraps around them being in high school and starting to realize that the feelings they have for each other is much more than brother and sisters. It's it's gone way beyond that of siblings, and obviously, um, it 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 goes into the fact that uh, they feel love for each other. They want you know the fact that they want to be um, into some form into some type of young love, uh, but obviously, different elements is going to get in the way of that between between his disability and um her <laughs> and basically her her i guess uh, the the effects that she would have on on this whole situation i think changes as you're moving through the story um at the point that i'm watching of it 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 is the first i think 10 episodes or so and it is really really interesting i think that you know because the actress that plays um the girl ansi dang she is just 16 years old. It really fits with her character and it's, it makes the believability even more there as, you know, it, it is very close to her age and probably her age that these things are happening. Uh, whereas um, this one actually has the same character as uh, the character who plays the boy, the main character, is actually the same one who plays one of the leads in, um, in Lovecraft, which I just talked about before. So it's interesting how all these shows are coming on at the same time, but they do pick up after each other and it is really, really, um, this one is really fun. I think it's really sweet, but there is a, uh, a certain level of drama to it because obviously with the disability and um, with their relationship with each other and that sort of thing, um, it adds a certain bit of humor. It adds a little bit of, um, it also adds a little bit of, of definitely drama in between the whole thing as, you know, they try to Everyone's life is a little bit dramatic, <laughs> pretty much. Um, but then, you know, you also have some other characters like Ryan Ren and, um, and then Joshua Zhang, who also adds to this whole equation. Um, I mean, I'm still fairly early in it uh, at the point that we're talking about right now. And I, but the series is really, really good. It's definitely growing on me. Um, I had a little issue with, I think, Ansi Dang at the at the beginning of the series and the whole dynamic that they had together. But I really think that um, as as it moves along, um, the feelings I have for them kind of grows at like they're growing to really realize their relationship that they, the, the feelings that they feel for each other. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it does to me. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, Flourish in Time is a really great one. I mean, if you really like um, high school series, then um, this is definitely this like this is a really interesting one. It's um, other than that, I started. Um, I literally started. Like I watched one episode of this other series called Stray Birds, uh, which is running on Mango TV right now. If you're on WeTV uh, app, you actually it's also on WeTV also. Um, Stray Birds is, like I said, I only watched one episode, so it's supposed to be considered a young inspirational drama. The characters are just being introduced um, in the first episode. Uh, I mean, I started this one based on one sole reason, and <laughs> it was because I really liked the main, the main male lead. Um, I haven't seen him since probably his first series. Um, and, uh, I'm definitely going to try and catch up with some of his other stuff. And I'm definitely really interested to see where it's going. The first episode was one that I did enjoy quite a bit. I think there's going to be an interesting flow of events. So, uh, I'm, a, I'm really looking forward to kind of continue on and see where this goes. So this pretty much wraps up this episode. Thanks so much for listening. Um, if you enjoyed... Please like, follow, subscribe, whatever platform and whatever works for you there. You know, you can check out all my reviews and TV binges and other content uh, on my blog, kllingwordpress.com. I'm also on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Tranquil Dreams. Uh, Facebook is Tranquil Dreams Blog. And on Twitter, it's Tranquil Dreams underscore. Till next time. Bye.